Scammers are sneaky and robocalls are ramping up. Labor Day is right around the corner and con artists are taking advantage of travelers. I'm your host, Sylvia Masters, and today I join the Better Business Bureau's Chris Babin to look at some of the most prevalent scams we've seen this month. I'll tell you how to watch out for these scammers on 10 Talks Acadiana. 10 Talks Acadiana. The podcast powered by KLFY.com. I'm news today anchor Sylvia Masters here for our 10 Talks Acadiana podcast. And joining me now is Chris Babin with the Better Business Bureau of Acadiana. And we're talking all things Ion Scams. You've seen us him with us before for Ion Scams, of course. Chris, thank you for joining us for Absolutely. our 10 Talks Acadiana podcast. Yeah. So speaking of the most recent scams that we've covered in the past months, one of them being phony Amazon callers are targeting consumers even here locally. And we've talked about robocalls before and how they target consumers, but now they're posing as Amazon callers. So Chris, tell us what they're doing. So, you know, almost everybody knows what Amazon is. So this is an easy way for scammers to be able to cast a, a broad net and catch as many consumers as they can, hoping to get some type of financial information, you know, a credit card, bank account information, or even some personal identifiable information like social security number or anything that could lead to identity theft. And what happens is they, they impersonate a reputable organization, something like Amazon that everybody's familiar with. And really because there's so many people using Amazon, it's likely that when you get a text message or a phone call or that they send those out, that they are contacting somebody that's done something with Amazon. Um, so it's an easy way for them to try to get in touch with consumers, but it's mostly been the phone calls that we've gotten reports of and they're impersonating an Amazon employee saying that they have an issue with your account or maybe an issue with something that was shipped to you recently and they need some information from you. And we're warning consumers to be aware of that and uh, just know most of the time Amazon's gonna send you an email um, or maybe some ha have some type of alert in your account. You're not gonna get a random phone call, especially not one asking for credit card information. And the confusing thing, Chris, is the number pops up on your phone as could be a local area code and I know we've maybe talked about this in the past before it's something to do with spoofing so kind of talk to our viewers about what sure. that means and, and how they're impersonating you know our local area codes so technology is great um, but it also provides an opportunity to give scammers more tools and resources to try to fool us as consumers uh, spoofing phone numbers is one of the things that they like to do you know if they're able to use a 337 or a 225 or a 318 area code you know, our area code and the surrounding areas around Acadiana. And it makes us think somebody locally might be giving us a call. Um, a lot of times we're more susceptible to picking up that phone call. Um, so we know that scammers are doing that. The number they're calling from is not the one that shows on your caller ID. You know, technology has allowed them to be able to do that and show that um, they're calling from a local area when they're in fact not and they're getting more consumers to pick up the phone. Used to, years and years ago, if it was a local number, you felt like it was somebody you could trust. These days, you really can't even trust the phone number. 
No, and that's something definitely to look out for when yes. you see that number pop up on your phone and being aware. Now, if someone does get a caller, uh, a call on their phone rather, or a number that it, they don't recognize, what should they do? I know myself, I don't answer numbers. I don't know, and usually right. that's the case for a lot of people, but what should they do? If they get yeah, unfortunately, you know, we, we live in a great hospitable area. We like to talk to our friends and family and neighbors, and we've gotten to the point where we don't even answer the phone anymore if it's not somebody we don't recognize. But what we'd encourage you to do is, is keep your voicemail box cleaned out. You know, the majority of people nowadays that are calling for legitimate um, personal or business reasons are leaving voicemails because they know people aren't answering the phone if they don't recognize the phone number. So make sure your voicemail box is cleaned out, that you have the ability to, to let people leave you messages. And then we always say if you do answer the phone and, and you get uncomfortable or, or you feel as though this doesn't sound right, although it get, goes against a little bit of our, our respectful um, you know, Cajun ways, it's okay to hang up the phone number. Don't, you know, hang up the phone. Don't give them any information. And uh, if, you, if you're uncomfortable with the phone call, just hang up. And if they call back, let them leave a voicemail and decide if it's whether, you know, whether or not it's somebody you want to talk to. Some helpful tips when it comes to robocalls, especially scammers that are impersonating Amazon representatives. Now, Chris, moving on to this next scam deals with personal data and your car, something a lot of us may not think about, but our cars hold so much personal data, so we need to be aware of that if we go to sell it, maybe. Yeah, when we covered this, you know, it was something that not a lot of people, you know, we got reached out to and a lot of people say, you know, I didn't even think of that, that, you know, with the technology, again, great tools, great resources, but our cars nowadays are almost as smart as our phones, you know, and you wouldn't allow... Um, just anybody access into your cell phone because you probably have a lot of personal information in there. Well, our cars have really gotten to be almost the same thing. You know, we have our, um, our Wi-Fi at home possibly saved on the vehicle. We've got our phone linked to it, so a lot of the data from our phone goes directly into the vehicle, um, whether it's plugging in or Bluetooth connection. You know, and each day, almost month over month, year over year, you know, vehicle manufacturers are coming out with the newest and latest, greatest technology on your vehicle that a lot of times can leave you vulnerable if you go to sell a vehicle and don't clear a lot of that old information out. So how can we clear that personal information out that yeah. could lead us to be vulnerable to these scammers? So pull the, the manufacturer's book on your vehicle. Each one's going to be a little different based on manufacturer or model, but look through um, the privacy on there and figure out what you need to do to wipe a lot of that clean. Even if it's some saved locations on the map, you know, you don't necessarily want people to know um, where your house is at and the route you take to work. You know, it's different things that we might not think of automatically, but um, if you've made payments through your phone and your phone is connected to your car, sometimes that information could be stored in certain areas of the computer and um, on the touchscreen and different data points in the vehicle. So use the manufacturer's book. If in doubt, call the manufacturer or one of the local dealers that deals with that vehicle. Even if you have to bring it in to have it serviced and have them clear it out for you. Before you turn your vehicle over, make sure you clear all of that out because you could end up vulnerable if somebody would discover you know, that information and it fall into the wrong hands. And we don't realize how much personal information is on right. our car. So just something to think about when you go to maybe sell your car. Most dealerships do clear out and wipe the car's information out, yes. but just to be you know, reminded to do that as well. Now, Chris, again, dealing with, with cars and, and fixing them. Uh, parking lot repair scams when it comes to maybe dents in your car are going on, something right. a lot of us may not have heard about as well. What's going on with this type of scam? Well, we've had some reports of this in recent months, and basically what happens is you're in the parking lot, um, you know, maybe you have some minor damage or something to your vehicle, you get approached by somebody that says, I have a skill set that allows me to be able to fix that for you. I've been doing 
body work for however many years and and I promise you can trust me you pay me a little bit of cash and I'll fix your vehicle you're going into the store to go shopping by the time you come out I'll already have it fixed and we've actually had you know some repeated reports of this where people are you know scammers or just unethical people are out in the parking lot um, kind of eyeing vehicles for some type of damage and um, the owner trying to approach them and see if they can't work out a deal of course they're going to tell you that they can fix the damage for way cheaper than if you brought it somewhere and they're going to make it convenient and do it while you're in the store and uh, we've had instances where they pay the cash to somebody and they go in the store and come out vehicle wasn't touched the cash they gave is gone or in some of the even worse circumstances is uh you know one of the guys worked on the vehicle and, and caused more damage to it than there was in the first place wow that's crazy but i mean scammers nowadays you can't can hardly uh, you know, almost not believe what they do nowadays, but they do as well. And it's a reminder to Chris to, to be alert and to stay careful yeah. when you're getting out of your vehicle. But if this does happen to someone, maybe who's listening, when someone does approach them, maybe has this story, what should they be armed with? What should they, um, you know, say in that case? So, of course, you know, there, there could be great hardworking people out there trying to make a living by or make a couple extra dollars by helping somebody out. You know, we don't want to discount that that could happen. But as a consumer, it's up to us to be um, savvy enough and protect ourselves enough that we don't fall into a vulnerable situation. So if you're going to engage in business with somebody, you know, and you're giving them money in exchange for a product or service, especially if that service is related to something like a vehicle, something that, you, that you know, is a lot of money, it's a big asset for us, um, get a contract in writing. Know who you're dealing with. Um, if it's a discounted price, that's great, but know exactly what you're going to get in return. Some type of documentation, should you end up on the bad end of the deal and the person disappears or um, you, know, you don't get quite the, the service that you thought you'd get, you have a much better leg to stand on to try to dispute that and maybe recover some of those funds if you just go through that simple phase there of, of getting what you're doing in writing. And that's some helpful tips that we need to look out for and be aware of. Now, Chris, moving on to this next scam, I know we have summer almost ending, but Labor Day is right around the corner. Right. I know a lot of people will be traveling for that as well. So when it comes to vacation scams, again, something that we talk about most during the summer when right. vacations are, are high mm -hmm. and people traveling a lot. Nowadays, it's so easy for people to book online that scammers are taking advantage of this. How so? Yeah, there's so much information available online. It's not hard for you know a scammer to create a look-alike property and maybe pretend that it's an Airbnb property that is not actually an Airbnb property. It's just somebody's home that maybe was recently purchased. So there was pictures of the home online to buy it, but they created it as an Airbnb, hoping to um, you know get some type of funds. You know, you look at some of the websites, online directories like Craigslist and different things. You know, a lot of things that you see on there aren't real. So when you're looking to to travel and you're looking to book some type of excursion or, or travel plans, whether it's a flight or a hotel stay or even an Airbnb, there's great resources out there to be able to use. But be careful because in the high travel times, you know, scammers are trying to catch as many people as they can at one time. So during these high travel times, summer, even the tail end of summer leading into Labor Day is, is a heavily traveled time. You know, make sure when you're putting your credit card information in, you know, sometimes the property that they're putting has, has no legitimacy to it. They just want people to put a credit card information in. Mm -hmm. So some of the things to look out for is if, um, you know, a flight or a stay somewhere is exceptionally cheaper than you can find elsewhere. That's a lot of times a red flag. 
Um, and then, you know, look at customer reviews. And not all customer reviews are necessarily 100% accurate, but the more people that have given feedback and given their honest opinion about something, the more you can really kind of trust whether or not, um, not only the, the venue or the organization that you're trying to book with is legitimate, but that the, the property and the, the vendor that you're trying to use is legitimate as well. And those reviews, I gotta tell you, I look at those for sure before yeah. you know booking a stay. I know a lot of people do as well, but that's a good reminder. And Chris, when I did this story, I know you set me up with a Better Business Bureau accredited travel agency, mm -hmm. uh, travel machine, they're a local travel agency in Lafayette. And the owner that I was speaking to said that they get a lot of horror stories. Yeah about people who are ne necessarily scammed um, by travel agents or you know online when they're going to book by themselves. So would you recommend that consumers go to a travel agency, whether it be local or, or a legitimate one, to book their vacation? Yeah, we always encourage you to, um, you know, at the Better Business Bureau, what we do is provide information on businesses. So you can always come to us and find a business that you can trust from the beginning, you know, one that we've vetted out and we know meets our standards. Um, and find a business that you know when you spend your money that it's, it's going to be, you know, spent in, in a good place and you're going to get in return exactly what, what you want. But I, th I think it was a year or two ago, if you remember, we had a, a travel scam where um, a local individual was contacting uh, high school students to send them on a summer trip or a senior trip and he needed like a $50 deposit from every student. And that was reported to us, we investigated a little bit, and what we found out in the end was he was not a travel agent, didn't have any licensing, no affiliation with a lot of the organizations he pretended he had affiliations with, and he was really just trying to collect deposits, cash deposits from students who were a little more vulnerable and maybe, you know, believing the big dream of a vacation that he had painted for them. And really, in reality, it was just taking off with the funds and not booking anything at all. I was going to say, they take that money and run, and you don't yeah, hear from them. And right. in most of these scams, it's hard to get your money back, even if you might be able to. You probably right. won't. Now, Chris, uh, this other scam that we are going to talk about is something uh, that you've definitely probably heard of back home, probably seen it uh, in movies and film productions, but it's prop money, you know, something that we yes. know a little bit about, but it is circulating here locally around Acadiana, even in fact, uh, targeting a local business. So how did that work out, Chris? So, so one of our local accredited business contacted us, um, it was a few weeks ago and said, you know, when they when they reconciled their cash register at the end of the day, they realized a lot of the $20 bills that they had collected were not real. Um, and the scary part is, is the money looks real. You know, we had a picture of it and it, it does say copy money. So if you really take, you know, the time and a fine tooth comb to look at it, you realize it's not a real $20 bill, um, but it does appear real, especially, you know, when we've seen something so many times, we don't always look at all of the text on it. You know, so the fact that it says copy in the same typography as the rest of the bill is really kind of hard to, to de, you know, decipher. And somebody spent this at their business. Um, they typically use a counterfeit pen mm -hmm. for, you know, 50 and $100 bills, but they didn't. They don't for the 20s. I think they do now um, after this instance. But they had these bills spent. They're not actual currency. Um, it's unknown who spent the money. You know, they had a lot of people in and out that day, so they were kind of unable to determine that you know, who spent it. And, and the scary part is it's very easily and readily available on places like Amazon. You can go order a briefcase full of $100 bills um, for 20 bucks. And it's not real $100 bills. Of course, um, there's heavy federal penalties and stuff for trying to spend that. 
but it's money that's created to use as a prop in social media, videos, or even in movies. Um, but it falls into the wrong hands and to, to somebody's hands that's willing to try to spend it as and pass it off as actual currency, it could, it could cause problems for local businesses and or consumers. And it sure has. I mean, it is happening locally here in, around mm -hmm. Acadiana. Now, Chris, one last question um, for this dealing with prop money for businesses, local businesses who may be listening. What should they uh, look out for? Maybe some tips to may possibly avoid getting paid in prop money. So the counterfeit pen would, um, you know, the marker that they use would detect that this is not a real bill. Um, marking that bill did show that it wasn't a, a real bill. So that's something that they could implement in their process to make sure. Now, if you look at the bill, it does say copy money in a couple places. So if you just instruct maybe your staff or those collecting money, take an extra second, make sure the bills are accurate and they're real. Um, that would be an extra thing that a business could do as well. Because you don't know, it could just slip up, you know, when you're getting paid from a consumer. You just don't know. Just be aware and watch out for that. Absolutely. Now, we're going to take a short break. We're going to listen to a message from our sponsors. But coming up, we're going to talk more about moving scams that are on the rise. And get this, how couples are being scammed that are looking to adopt children. That's coming up right after. At Go Auto, we know car insurance can be expensive, but it doesn't have to be. Go Auto helps you save more money on car insurance. Call 888-566-5505 to get your free quote. So how do we do it? Well, that's easy. We have no commission agents, no expensive add-ons, low down payments. You can customize your payment plan and you choose your payment date. We've lowered rates in your area. So call 888-566-5505. Go online at GoAutoInsurance.com. Come by or you can download our app to get your free quote and start Start saving today. All right, welcome back. Again, we are now joined with Chris Babin with the Better Business Bureau of Acadiana for our 10 Talks Acadiana podcast. I'm News 10's Sylvia Masters here for Eye on Scams. And moving on now, Chris, to moving scams. I know, again, summer is pretty much almost on the end, uh, but moving scams are on the rise typically during the summer months with people looking to move and maybe going to college or, or, you know, just families looking to move as well. So how are scammers taking advantage of this? So scammers sometimes take advantage of this and sometimes there's just unethical businesses that aren't operating the way they should, you know, and, and it's kind of an area of vulnerability for consumers because the majority of people don't move a whole bunch of times. Mm -hmm. So the whole process of having your home moved and, and all of your items collected and packaged and put into a truck and transported to where you're moving to, it's not something we've done a whole bunch. You know, this isn't necessarily scams that target um, somebody moving from Broussard to Lafayette or Lafayette to Broussard. It's really more of those long-term moves, you know, that end up costing you thousands of dollars to have your home moved. And it's, it's a convenience that a lot of consumers want to pay for. You know, they want to pay a moving company to come in, grab everything, and bring it to the new house for you, which is a great thing. And there's great companies that are able to perform that. The problem is there's some unethical companies out there that, of course, they sound very helpful and accommodating on the front end. They tell you they're going to do exactly what you need done and they're going to give you a great price for it. They quote you a price, but then when you give up, you know, all of your belongings, they come pick it up and they show up at your new residence. Of course, the price has changed and it's not in your favor. It's only going to go up and they're wanting more money in order to deliver your belongings. And we've had reports and instances that you know, they, they refuse to unload the truck and they refuse to actually show up at the residence with all of your home's possessions until you pay the inflated price um, to get all of your belongings. Wow, that's happening. They're doubling the price and saying, we're not going to give you back your stuff until you pay us. What? That's definitely a scam. Yeah, and that's when you know it as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, and speaking of this, I know Chris at the Better Business Bureau, or correct me if I'm wrong, y'all did a study uh, on moving scams and y'all received thousands of complaints about moving companies. Kind of elaborate on that and, and maybe what to look out for when hiring the right moving company. So um, we conduct throughout the BBB system what we refer to as our international investigations and we, re we use the, the data from our scam tracker and when we see a certain trend or, or high volume of a certain type of scam, we really put some effort into that. We work with um, the Attorney General's Office, with the Federal Trade Commission, and we try to determine what's leading consumers to be vulnerable to this scam, why is this scam continued, why is the volume so high, and also figure out through the data we collect what can we in inform consumers about so that they don't fall victim to this. And we've done that, we normally do three or four of those a year, but moving scams is one of the most recent topics we've had. And it's because we had such a high influx of people wanting to move and bad companies out there, you know, taking advantage of them. And there's actual, through, through the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration, there is, has been regulations and, and federal legislation put into place that prevents moving companies from doing certain things. Um, if you go to bbb.org slash moving scams, we have a whole list there um, of what you need to do on the front end to make sure you don't end up being scammed. And one of those is to get a hard quoted price, you know, for what the delivery is going to cost. And there's actually federal legislation in place that the final price that you pay cannot be plus or minus 10% of that original price they quoted. So if they misquoted, let's say, and they legitimately are trying to charge you more than that, it can't be more than 10% more. You know, there's been things put into place because it's somebody's whole house mm -hmm. in a vehicle and being moved. And it, it leads consumers, obviously, it's typically an emotional and stressful time, you know, trying to move and possibly get children into new schools. I'm sure you're changing employment. Um, so it's not a time you want to be taken advantage of by the company that's supposed to be helping you out. So we would encourage you to vet the companies on the front end. Choose a reputable organization. You can always check with us at the Better Business Bureau. We have accredited moving companies right here in Acadiana that can help you with these things. And check out licensing. We always say that. In order for a moving company to transport goods from one state to another, they have to have certain licensing that allows them to cross state lines. So make sure you check those things. Again, you can go to bbb.org slash moving scams. Check out the tips. And we encourage you. A lot of times this is three, four, five thousand dollars of, of an investment that you're making to get your home moved. That's not money you want to miss and, and lose out on. So do the work on the front end and make sure you end up exactly where you'd like to be on the tail end. Wow, some helpful tips to know and be aware of when it comes to moving scams, something uh, you know, maybe some of us will experience at least once in our lifetime. Chris, thank you for Absolutely. those tips as well. Now this next scam, I was surprised was going on, but it is. Uh, con artists are taking advantage of couples looking to adopt children. And I was talking with Chris with, uh, you know, about this scam. And nowadays social media has grown and, and parents are now taking that to social media and saying that they're interested in adopting. And that's when scammers swoop in. So Chris, tell yeah. us what they're doing. So, you know, we've had reports and we've talked about, you know, a, a few times in the past of uh, like puppy scams. Yes. And not that we want to um, equate that to be the same thing, but basically um, putting a, a puppy online that's, that's able to be adopted and the puppy doesn't exist once you pay the money. Well, in this instance, it's kind of reversed. You know, we've had, you know, we've seen, you know, friends or family members trying to adopt. It's such a, a lengthy and time invested process. And a lot of times it's, it's very financially consuming. It costs a lot of money to be able to adopt a child, regardless of you know, the, the organization that you're going through. So we've, we, we know that friends or family members have posted 
on social media, Instagram, Facebook, you know, a nice um, little biography of themselves saying we're looking to adopt. If you know of someone um, that may be pregnant or is looking to give up a child for adoption, please let us know. Well, scammers have seen that as an opportunity, unfortunately, and um, we've had reports that, you know, they've contacted family members saying um, that they have a baby for, ado for adoption. Um, maybe they have a, a daughter who's pregnant or they're actually pregnant and not able to keep the child. Whatever the story is, of course, they have a great, elaborate, heartfelt story. And we've actually had reports that, um, you know, they're charging money and they're asking these couples for support throughout the pregnancy process, potentially, or just to pay some money up front so that they know the family's serious about actually wanting to adopt the child. And in the end, no child ever existed. The, the, the people they were pretending to be were not real. And the families that were looking to adopt now have spent even more money and fallen victim to scammers. I mean, can you believe it? Something as innocent as a baby or, or you know, a woman right. who's pregnant that they're, you know, trying to scam. It's just heartbreaking, really. Absolutely. And while doing the story, Chris, I know uh, I interviewed an adoption agency, an adoption coordinator, and she said this was going on. There are a lot of stories out there about this happening. But she said, and we've talked about this before, maybe, about financial and emotional types of scams and that being dealing with this type of adoption scam. So can you elaborate, Chris, on what that means when it comes to a financial scam or when the scammers are pulling on our heartstrings and, and emotionally trying to scam us? Absolutely. So a lot of times we talk about the, the finances and losing our money mm -hmm. and potentially our identity and some type of identity theft. But we really don't always cover the emotional aspect of what happens when that happens. You obviously are already trying to, to deal and cope with wanting to adopt a child and um, whatever maybe has led that couple to that be in that situation obviously is typically a stressful situation as well but you know scammers when they can use our emotions against us they feel as though they're they're doing an even better job than normal so what happens in this instance is maybe you pay a little bit of money you know to deposit and show that you're serious about the child and then of course, the scammer knows you're emotionally invested. They maybe even send you pictures of, um, of a child or um, of, of a birth mother that they are claiming to be and saying that this is going to be the child you're able to adopt and, you know, get you emotionally invested into that process. And in reality, all they're trying to do is get you to pay the next little bit of money, get you a little bit more emotionally involved and pay a little bit more money. You know, we've had some of the reports that couples have made multiple payments to these scammers on and on and on hoping that the next payment is what's actually going to land you know them getting the child and being able to adopt the child and it's a it's a very financially draining process but as you mentioned you know emotionally it uh it can be very draining as well and that's what scammers are preying on so chris when it comes to this scam this unfortunate scam rather what what can maybe adoptive parents out there do or look for or even agencies as well adoption agencies you know, look for when it comes to this type of scam, how to avoid it if possible. Yeah, absolutely. So to be able to adopt a child, it is a lengthy process, you know, especially in our state, there's certain things in place about um, having to have a, you know, a certified home study done by, a, you know, a licensed social worker and all of these different things to make sure that children are being put into good homes. So we would just encourage you to find a reputable agency, a reputable coordinator, um, a reputable and licensed, um, you know, advisor that, can let you know exactly what you need to do. They have the credentials to show that they are, um, 
you know, able to give you information on that and that they, they have legitimate information for you. And if you're going to get involved, you know, in a private adoption that is started on social media or is started through a friend of a friend, you know, we would just encourage you before you pay money, try to vet that person or that couple as much as you're able to because we have had reports that the stories are fake and they're going to they're going to sound great. But in the end, what's happening is, is families are losing money. And especially be careful when it comes to social media. It's grown so much nowadays. What you put on there and what you see as well. Just make sure to verify things that you see on social media. I know yes. we talk about it a lot. And being careful of what you maybe are putting out there, personal information as well. Uh, Chris, to wrap it up, our last scam talks about sweepstakes scams. And we've talked about this before when it comes to financial losses and it affecting consumers, even here locally. But I know you all at the BBB mm -hmm. have maybe reported or, or uh, you know, seen that these sweepstakes scams are taking more financial losses from people, especially now during the pandemic. So what have you seen at the BBB when it comes to sweepstakes scams and it targeting consumers? Well, the, the whole the whole pandemic aspect as a whole was, has just been a perfect storm for scammers. You know, it's leading a lot of consumers into financially vulnerable positions where they're not sure um, how they're going to be able to pay their bills. You know, so it's created this whole world of, of scam opportunities for scammers and sweepstakes being one of those. You know, w one thing we always say is on, on the front end and, you know, unfortunately, if you did not enter into a sweepstakes, then you probably didn't win something, you know, because that's a lot of times how we're contacted. We're we're contacted by text message, social media message, phone call, email, saying, hey, you won $10,000, or you won a new vehicle, or your name was picked. And if you didn't enter into anything, typically that, that you, not typically, almost every time you did right. not win. Um, and you never have to pay on the front end to collect your prize for any legitimate lottery or, or sweepstakes. So leading people you know being in a, in a little bit more financially vulnerable position through the pandemic has has allowed scammers to step in and and find people that as you mentioned you know a little more emotionally um open to this might be a great opportunity it's only fifty dollars and they're going to deliver my new car tomorrow i've really been needing a new car that i can't afford and it's unfortunate because all of the things that we deal with as consumers that cause us stress and cause us you know to lose sleep at night is what they try to compound on for their own interest and just to make another dollar so sweepstakes you know there are great sweepstakes out there and uh you know enter that and if you win congratulations i've never personally won anything substantial <laughs> worth mentioning but we know that does happen just make sure you're entering a legitimate lottery or sweepstakes and if you're contacted randomly saying that you won something it's probably not true. And I spoke with uh, someone with the Federal Trade Commission when I was doing the story with Chris talking about sweepstakes scams, and he said this has been going on for years and it's yeah. been a problem for years and it's still happening. And that means we've talked about this, Chris, before. If it keeps on going, that means it's working and they're continuing to scam consumers. And Chris, to wrap this all up on our eye on scams and talking all things scams and what we've covered and what scams are targeting consumers, mm -hmm. how can people get in touch with you all, the Better Business Bureau, and how can they report scams to let us know, to let other viewers know as well? So at the Better Business Bureau, we're located right here in Lafayette on the corner of Congress and Gilbo. Um, you can always give us a call at 337-981-3497. Um, you can email us info at acadiana.bbb.org and you can find us on social media, BBB Acadiana, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, all of those places. You know, one of the 
the biggest things we can do as consumers is just be aware. You know, our goal at the Better Business Bureau covering these things, and you know, we appreciate you guys for allowing us to do that with y'all, is um, consumer awareness. We know that not everybody that hears these scams has necessarily fallen victim to them or been susceptible to them. But the more you know about them, we hope that that raises a red flag in the future. Or maybe you get contacted in a week or two saying you won something randomly and you realize that, hey, I listened to that podcast where they gave me, they said this has been targeting our area. And that's what we're hoping to do is get that information out there. And, you know, the consumers that are most vulnerable to falling victim to these scams, you mentioned, you know, the only reason they're still going on is because they're working are the ones that think there's no way they'll ever get scammed. None of us are exempt. Um, working at the Better Business Bureau, you know, we get contacted as consumers just as much as anybody else. So knowing what to look out for and taking a step back um, from the situation is very much can help you in the future. And if, and if consumers ever have an issue, they have a question, maybe they encountered something and they want to let us know about it, they can go to our scam tracker online, bbb.org, click on the button that says scam tracker, or again, 337-981-3497. Give us a call and tell us what's going on. Um, we deal with this a lot. So a lot of times when you tell us your story, we're able to decipher pretty quickly that that doesn't sound right and help lead you in the right direction. So if you just have questions or you're looking for some guidance, reach out and give us a call. Absolutely. And it's very helpful learning about these scams and learning about these tips to help us avoid becoming a victim of all the types of scams that are going around the nation, the Sorry. state and here locally in Acadiana. Chris Babin with the Better Business Bureau of Acadiana joining us, myself, News 10 anchor Sylvia Masters for our 10 Talks Acadiana podcast. 10 Talks Acadiana. Subscribe wherever podcasts are downloaded. A Star Media production.